Welcome to the Heroes of Reality Podcast, a podcast about the game of life and the hero's journey we all experience. Let's jump in with our host, Dylan Watkins, as he introduces today's guest. Hello, young adventurers. Dylan here. And on today's podcast, I interview Stephen Patterson. He is the head of medvr.io. He is an, a friend of mine. We have done a number of virtual reality hackathons together. Uh, most notably, it was over at USC and over at the MIT Media Labs. And so we have a history of getting our nerdy friends together in a room and building innovative products. And so we have an awesome talk, a lot about hackathons and our journey there together, um, as well as the community that Steven is heading up calling MedVR, where you can, you can find him doing webinars and hackathons all about pushing forward on the medium of virtual reality in the medical space. So this is an awesome talk. And so if you're into medical technologies and virtual reality, this should be for you. And uh, it was a great conversation. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. So without any further ado, here is Steven. Hey, Steven, welcome to the podcast, brother. Hey, Dylan, nice to be here. Yeah, I am excited to have you here, man. Um, I, have, I have known you for many moons uh, through many, uh, many, uh, let's say, uh, long evenings and weekends and, and battles in the hackathon space. And so I was excited to, to get you here on the podcast. You, you, bring, you bring natural enthusiasm wherever you go. I'm, I'm overly excited. Well, these are topics that I'm deeply interested in. Like, like when, we, when we got together, someone introduced us. I don't remember how. It was like, it was like oh, if you want to get into the hackathon space in the, in the, in the West Coast, go talk to Dylan. But if you want to talk about the hackathon space in the East Coast, talk to Steven. Like you guys should get together and work on a thing. And then we got introduced for the USC, and uh, and that was quite a that was quite an adventure um, doing that with you. How how did you go about? Can you talk a little bit about how you got into the hackathon space and what brought you to the USC? Yeah, it it like everything good in life, it 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 happens either by mistake or by chance, um, and. Uh, <laughs> In, in this, it was was by by chance. Um, I had struck up a relationship with one of the senior technical executives at at the um, uh, 21st Century Fox. Uh, at a couple, uh, you know, just running into him in at various ven uh, uh, conference venues, and he 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 was familiar with my um uh, hackathon exploits at the mit media lab um and um you know virtual reality for the studios while it's it's not a product yet it's very important to them and he said he 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 invited me out and we we talked and he, he said you know well we could probably get a sound stage for you to run uh, an, uh, a West Coast version of this. And I jumped into it and started working on it. And I met all these wonderful people around LA, including you. Um, you know, the, 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 the folks at Microsoft, very supportive, the uh, uh, Orange County VR. Uh, and um, uh, we, we were really building momentum and because of production, uh, they clawed back the commitment, production clawed back the commitment of the, of the soundstage. Uh, so there I was, Moses in the middle of the desert, 
uh, with uh, all these wonderful followers to uh, uh, and and I needed some uh, I needed a destination. Mm. Um, and and fortunately, there are a lot of uh, a fair number of relationships um, uh, uh, between um, uh, between the Media Lab and the uh, USC School of Cinematography. Um, and um, uh, I think I'm saying that in the wrong order. Um, shoot mm-hmm. me. Uh, but but one of my uh, one of my close friends had uh, one of the assistant deans. One of my close friends at at, at the Media Lab, uh, Misha Shra, um, uh, who uh, uh, had one of her her uh, dissertation advisors as one of the deans and and at USC. And he and I struck up a conversation, and uh, he he thought it was a wonderful idea, <laughs> and um, uh, and it was one of the easiest organizations to work with. I love USC. Oh, that's awesome! I absolutely, uh, absolutely love love working with them. Yeah, that was a that was a great um, that was a great hackathon, and it was it was. One of those ones that you're you're taking such high level. I mean, those the kids at USC are so talented and so smart, and then you're taking this amazing amalgamation of, you know, the cinematic arts, the the engineering department, the Keck School of Medicine, and you're you're you know you're you're bringing them all together in this in this thing. And that's one of the things I love about that is you're taking these different groupings of people and you put them together in an, in an, in this ecosystem, and the magic comes from just you know putting the ingredients in the pot and then seeing what comes from it. Yeah, and, uh, and every time I do one, one of these, these um, I strike up um, uh, a, a relationship uh, with, a, um, uh, with, with, with one or two of the students that's, uh, that's really, really rewarding. I, I really enjoy it. Um, uh, at USC, there was, um, uh, still is, um, uh, I, I think she was a fre- freshman, uh, Steph Eng, uh, who um, um, is just a fantastic engineer at that age. Uh, and mm-hmm. we would have, have these discussions about how we're, we're going to make things work and they would come back and be done, um, you know, uh, which was, uh, which was one- wonderful. And there, there were there were a few that really stood out that uh, that that really stepped up and and made sure things happened. Yeah, I mean, especially with the hackathons and spaces, when you put those things together, you see people that 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 will show up to it and put in a ton of effort. And there's you know some people that will, you know, they'll kind of inch by inch go through it, and then there's people that kind of push through at the end and just make it all happen. And um, I don't know, it's really cool. It's a it's this really weird combination of cooperation and support and general excitement to just be a part of the thing, um, as well as like there's there's something about these these little tribes of people that are inside this holistic environment that they're all pushing on a cause towards the thing. Like oh, you know we're gonna work on medical innovation and VR and whatever it might be. And then there's these little groups of people. They're all 
competing against each other, but they're all super duper excited to go over and go to someone else's thing, try on it, get inspired, go, how'd you do that? I'm stuck here. Oh my God, GitHub LFS doesn't work, you know, whatever it might be, you, you know, and then you go back and forth and you're, but you're, so you're like, you're, you are competing, but in a way that's just like, there's sheer excitement of like, everyone's just there to do it. And there's, I don't know, there's some sort of magic in that, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it's not surprising to see someone who has um, a, um, uh, a, um, a, a one of the rarer expertises, uh, like sound design, uh, mm -hmm. to spend time with um, uh, with other teams that that they're competing against the, mm -hmm. to 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 help them. It it's funny that you say sound design is one of those the rare ones. I mean. In the, in the hackathons that I've been to, there's always been a couple of sound engineers, and they just they do such amazing work. But in the in the in the areas of actual production of producing experiences, they're kind of they sometimes get the redheaded stepchild like afterthought of the budget, right? And yeah. they're like, it's it's very interesting because of how how deeply compelling sound is, and how how much we've been able to master it in the areas of taking over the senses senses like hearing sight sound smell all that fun stuff and it can deliver so much impact but it is so over often overlooked because you're putting together primarily engineers and then engineers and artists and then if you're lucky you're engineers artists and sound designers right and then sometimes it's very much overlooked but can have such a powerful powerful impact um did you, yeah. did <laughs> every, you time, every time i do one of these yeah i uh, and and I can do it because I'm a uh, I'm, I'm a developer. Mm -hmm. um, I I really take the developers to task because I know that developers, if they weren't for releases, developers would never get anything done. They would just stay in the lab, uh, writing code to entertain one another, and that's all. <laughs> oh no, Stephen! I lost you, buddy. Where did you go? Okay, we're going to take a pause for a second here. One. And we're back. Sorry about that. We lost internet connection. Uh, being in the new world of the digital space, uh, sometimes people just drop off and sometimes they get what we call Zoom face. Or you're, you're, you get paused for a second. So um, welcome back, Stephen. Um, you were talking about how you take developers to task because you understand, and I totally agree, unless there is a deadline, they won't do anything besides entertain each other. So yes. can you please take off from exactly. there? And if, if, if they come to a hackathon, they'll just sort of um, clump up together, you know, like Velcro um, yeah. and, you know, start entertaining one another. And, you know, I, 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 I I, I, I get tough and explain, you know, whatever comes out of this will be ugly. <laughs> you know, you're not good. You know, I'm sure you're going to build something, but you, you won't build, you, you won't win because it'll be ugly. <laughs> Programmer so, art is alive and well, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Really great, dude. Yeah, you're right. And they do clump up like Velcro. They get together because there's this, I mean, the same thing with, I mean, I run a, you know, like, the community of virtual reality developers and and a lot of people are in the space of like programming and development they're very introverted unless they're meeting someone else who's into the same things that they're into so if you're into virtual reality and programming and that kind of stuff you're like oh 
you're like me. And then you have lots to talk about. But outside that, it's like putting me in a sports arena, trying to put me around a bunch of like football, soccer players. I'm just like, I have no idea what's going on right now. Uh, does anybody want to talk about VR? <laughs> and so, and so I, I, I completely agree when you're talking about that clumping up thing. So yeah, please continue. Yeah, yeah. So, so the the key is is um, uh, is is getting them to break up and getting them to to meet up with people so that. You know, it's much better to have two developers on um, uh, on uh, on a team of six than to have five. Uh, <laughs> in fact, your eyes uh, eyes opened wide. I, I uh, it's a uh, hundred billion percent true. Only because like you can't, you need those. You need someone that's really good at something you suck at, right? So like you have that. You take the programmer, you pass it to the develop or to the designer or the artist. You know, if you had a design on the team, that's even better because then you have someone that can actually like lead the path versus they just build themselves into these holes, right? Like that, like, like you see them build things and then they're like, oh, I didn't think about that. I was just kind of building. And then they got to like Saturday night, tear it all down. And they gotta, they're like, oh no, we got to build again. And you see that like that 2 a.m. kind of like staring deeply into the computer screen going what have i done and they're like questioning all of their life's decisions um so sometimes you you see those moments and then sometimes you see people that plan things correctly and they're like i'm gonna go to bed early it's gonna be nice i'll be ready tomorrow we're already ahead of the game you know so but you're right it's six six programmers on a team there's definitely going to be two of them that are just kind of hanging out and just just trying to distract the friends so yeah yeah. 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 But I, oh. I, um, you know, it's it's really the dynamic that you really want want to to make happen on 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 these teams. Whether, you know, you're you're managing a team of developers for 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 a company, mm -hmm. um, or you're you're doing it for uh, doing it at a at a at a hackathon. Uh, you know, you you've you've got to you've got to get people who are optimistic and want to trust one another. Uh, to um, to really succeed, um, I, I think the you know seven years ago I think it was yeah seven years ago um, uh, I um, I was on the team that came in third at CES um, and and a team that that I um, I just teamed up with I had never met one of them they they were all from LA. Um, and one guy from from uh, from Minnesota. Um, uh, one guy one guy was uh, was an anthropologist uh, by by edu uh, by education. Interesting, which was interesting. Um, woman developer and a, and another guy developer really con contributed uh, to to it. Um, was he was he a subject matter expert in some way, shape, or form using anthropology, or was that just uh, he's just like, hey, this is my this is just fun side activities, and he was just bringing in another discipline. It 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 was his his outlook on on life. He always had to look at the anthropology of the, situ the situation, which I I think is as, as much as as um, uh, as uh, other people help. He was he he was a significant contributor, uh, you know, in in, in terms of um, one of the few developers that could put himself in 
other worlds and other people's worlds and, and uh, really think, think about um, uh, the work getting done. You know, one of the things that I thought was super cool um, at the, because when we did the MIT Media Hackathon, um, one of the groups had a, they were working with the Magic Leap. And one of the team members on there was visually impaired. They were, they were blind. And they made a, 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 a virtual reality application for a person who's visually impaired, which I never thought that would go together but looking at the technology and what you could do with audio cues and all the other types of things, it actually turned out to be really novel. And I thought, wow, how, how amazing, how, how amazing is that team to come together with, with especially a subject matter expert on that topic to come and looking through the lens or hearing through the lens, I should say, of going through that. I thought that was very, um, a very powerful thing and coming from a direction that you wouldn't think, I wouldn't think, especially considering virtuality is primarily all about visually taking over one's sensories, you know? Yeah, um, well, two, I, 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 would, I, I would add two comments to that. I, I think one is, is that's the beauty of, uh, of doing hackathons at, at enormous scale. You uh, generate so many wonderful ideas. Um, that you you couldn't fathom beforehand, and you know um, six six of the smartest people you know if you put them in a room wouldn't come up with 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 that. Um, you know there there's um, uh, there, there's been good good research that um, curated team um, um, ad hoc teams outperform. Uh, curated uh, teams of experts put together by experts, and it's 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 just really really wonder wonderful. I love that. Uh, well, they have a, yeah. they have an example of that where they're talking about um, you take a bunch of curated experts and like okay, you've got to build this thing, and they kind of talk about it, they hem and haw, they plan it, they go over they do that. Versus you take a bunch of kids like young kids and they're all building blocks and they're all just like shoving their hands in. They're all just like, they're all just like, work. they're all just like, they just jump into it. They dive into the mix without any thought and they're starting to build it and they can actually outperform um, what you're talking about a lot of situations than uh, other people because they're just doing versus a lot of thinking, right? And a lot of like, you know, politely taking turns, right? There's, there's a magic in that. Yeah, th this is th th this is one of one of the really uh, enjoyable things, and uh, is that you know whether it's work or or hackathons or community work, um, you get out outside of your cohort. Um, and I do enjoy working with 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 younger people, um, you know, because there's such a, a source of refreshing ideas. And I and I and I have the same discussion with with. With the ones that I, I work closely with, which is, you know, I I have a lot of experience um, in uh, a lot of a lot of experience in the technology industry and software and software development, um, and that's very very valuable, until it's not, and when it becomes um, worthless is because. Um, uh, along with experience, uh, we, we, we build the prison of our own experience. Um, and sometimes we can't get out of it. Um, and it takes somebody who, who has 
um, who has very little experience to see things that as they really are. Um, so don't be afraid uh, to speak up uh, and challenge me. Uh, and and you know I, I really encourage you to challenge me. And 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 I consider challenge challenging people in criticism to to to, to be the truest form of love possible. It's one of my favorite things about you, Stephen, is that we've spent some time together and we've definitely been at edge because uh, when when I came to your, your place and we were doing the, the, um, the hackathon in Boston, like there's lots of like nights where we would get three hours of sleep. You know, we would go, we would work till like 2 a.m. and then we would get up at like, you know, we don't work to get, we come back and have a bottle of wine and, we, and, and then we'd probably go to bed about one and we'd get up at like four and we kept going through these cycles. So we're definitely just dragging through it. And I would, and you had this cold, hard, funny, laughing at like, just like how shitty the situation was. And I found it to be so refreshing. That I know sometimes I had edge and you just, you, you, you're very good at just like, okay, yep. That's yeah. I agree. That does suck. Let's just, let's just keep, <laughs> keep moving. It's cold. It's hard. I understand. And let's just get through it. And I felt it'd be so nice. Cause it felt like almost like, it felt like being a uh, brother in arms in some wartime conditions where it like, yes, we understand the world is shitty and it, it sucks, but at least we're laughing as we're going through it. And so I, 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 I appreciated your, your cold Boston, hard, funny attitude that you had <laughs> as we were suffering through trying to deliver this experience to, you know, all of these people, man. So that was, I, I, uh, <laughs> I can attest. I enjoyed that from you, brother. Well, <laughs> well we, we, we go out to shovel snow in our shorts. <laughs> no, I try to go for a run in that snow and I'm like, I might die. I'm like, I don't, I didn't, I didn't think I was, I didn't really understand. I'm like, I'll just go for a run. You know, I'm from California. This will be fine. I'll just run around the block. And I was just like, oh, such a bad idea. Yeah, that, 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 that was such an extreme. The, the, the only person, you know, you, you, you're, you're from, Southern California, mm -hmm. Orange County, and yeah. you, um, uh, you wind up in Boston in minus three degree weather after a snow and ice storm, uh, you know, just about shut down the city. Um, and, uh, you know, the only person I felt felt worse about was Marta Ortega, uh, who helped me one year. She came out from Barcelona. Uh, <laughs> and, um, the uh, I, we kept running into problems that kept me there until four o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and oh, no. I would say, Marta, take an Uber. You know, uh, you, you can get back to my 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 place with, without any problem. She would she would refuse, <laughs> and <laughs> I I I felt like I was abusing her. Uh, <laughs> I just from the level of like. I, I like to hold the flag of, I feel like I'm the most gritty. Like I try to feel like no one's gonna be more gritty than I am and I'll outlast them. But then I just, I guess I had so much respect because you kept going late into the night and then you'd get up early. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not gonna let this guy out grit me. I'm just gonna get up, I will deal with it. Like I will, like, <laughs> I will consume as much coffee as I can on site and we'll get through this. Um, so you've been doing, so you've been pushing on hackathons for a number of years. I know afterwards, you know, we, after we got done with the USC one and I, I was, you know, we got done with that. I sent you an email that I forgot. It was like, what was it? Two years, two months and like 14 days or something like that. 
That yeah, was sent I, us I think you had it down to the hours too. <laughs> this is how long it took us to complete the USC hackathon. And it's like, hopefully you can make the next one a little bit shorter or something. But it was one of those like, people don't understand in order to curate those types of experiences, how much effort it takes for the host to organize, schedule, manage, sponsors, delegate, panel, judges, reviews, perform. Like there's so much that goes in to just at the very last second, people come together and just to them, it's just, oh yeah, that sounds like fun. I'll do that for a weekend. But it's like years in the making sometimes to make that happen. Um, what? What keeps you going through this? What is your motivation to keep doing these hackathons? Because I know you have another one um, that you're you got coming up. I'd love to talk about uh, that. It, it's I don't know how far in the future what's going on with everything, um, but what keeps you going? And then what you got on the horizon? Well, you know, um, I I'm very very interested in in how technical people learn. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I don't want to be, I, I, I'm never interested in working in established areas of, of, of technology. I, I, I want to be working on, uh, something that's new and, and, and interesting, um, and, and, and working on, on things where the, the end product is something that, that's, um, uh, that, that's a prototype. Uh, that something that that people have gotten together and 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 built, um, and I, I get really excited about it. Um, you know, I, I um, dur during the early part of COVID, my my daughter dropped off um, her sewing machine uh, that she had inherited from an aunt, and and it uh, it wasn't working, and she just said, uh, and I couldn't see her because because of COVID, she, she was working in, in, a, in a hospital and couldn't be, uh, be exposed to her. And she just left it on my, my steps and said, Dad, would you please fix this? And uh, uh, so I, I, of course I said, sure. And I, 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 first of all, I didn't know how to sew, uh, but I found this, um, this group on, um, uh, on Facebook that, um, uh, that loved vintage sewing machines, and I just started interacting with, with them. And they were makers, you know. They um, like, and I keep track track of them. You know, there's there's certain machines that instead of you know today you you buy a sewing machine and it's all programmable, uh, you know there there are these other machines that have cams in them to to accomplish a stitch. So if if you if you want to do a zigzag or a buttonhole stitch, you need a certain cam to go to go in. Um, and there um, uh, th there's an ex um, aerospace engineer who's gotten together with um, a, a couple of other maker types, and uh, they're they're 3D printing these cams because people find the machines, but there aren't enough cams for for uh, uh, that can be found on, on the market. And they're perfect, they're, they're, e they're even better if, if, if I accept their opinions uh, on it. <laughs> but, but so I, I figured out this machine because, because of them. I, I first learned to sew and then I started asking questions and they had documentation and uh, exploded diagrams. It was great, it was, it's, it's, it's what I love doing and what I love facilitating people people do, doing and getting them energized to, to, to really work hard at solving a problem and, and, and building something. Because 
I don't think you learn anything in a classroom. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, you do learn learn stuff. I mean, you learn history in classrooms, but when it comes to engineering, you know, um, and 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 products, un until you, tr you 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 try and build a realization of it, um, you know, it's it's like having a set of uh, develop uh, development libraries and an, and an IDE on on your computer. Uh, well, that's great, but you know, when when you build stuff, then you know it. Yeah. Um, and and that's the fun part about it. Yeah, there, and you're to, you're totally right. There's there is a different level of knowing. If you're just sitting in and someone's talking to you, like in 1843, this happened and then this happened and this happened. It's like it doesn't really sit in because you're not engaging with the thing. Versus this thing is broken and you've got to fix it. Like that is you need to know that thing from the inside out. You need to know how it operates, why it's not operating, and then how to make it operate. And then I, you know, I love the inventiveness. Like when I first got, before I got into virtual reality, I got into 3D printing and I didn't understand it. And I was trying to build things. I went to maker fairs and I fell in love with all those things. And so, you know, when people bring in 3D printing or other types of things, I just think it's, it's so magical when people yeah. can actually make that type of things. I'm going to show you something real quick. I, I think you'll appreciate it. Hold on, let me grab this real fast. Sure. Here is, you know, the Vive headsets, you know, those, the Vive headsets that have, um, there's like the deluxe audio strap on the Vive yep. headsets, right? Well, some uh, inventive entrepreneur took the Vive audio strap and they made a 3D part that basically snaps onto the Quest headset that then will then snap onto the audio. And with just a, with, with one, two, three pieces of 3D printedness, this now puts together perfectly. And this is an amazing experience for me to now get amazing audio and head comforts that weren't originally available. And so again, just somebody made that 3D printing, they snapped it on there and then boom, you're ready to go. And so I love it because there's communities of people making cool things with 3D printed parts that add so much value beyond just the part itself. That part can go into anything and now sewing machines work or headsets now work and I, I find it's like you know one of the greatest superpowers of all time is the ability to warp reality uh, reality warping is like the ultimate superpower because you're literally like a god creating world pieces and that's what like I think 3d printing is like super super fascinating I want them to do a hackathon where it's like 3d printing plus vr or whatever together I think that'd be really neat yeah th there's a maker hackathon uh typically in March at, at uh at MIT that's um uh, that, oh. that's pretty fun oh uh, i've been there and tons of equipment uh it's uh, it's it's really really wonderful uh, it's really uh worthwhile so because you were talking i knocked you a bit off the train apologize there you were talking a bit about what drives you which is true the yeah. diving into things and learning them and understanding them is awesome if somebody left me a problem on my doorstep it's kind of like thank you you're like a little annoyed for a second like oh but then you get into it and you lose yourself and in terms of the needing to solve problems is, is super fun. Um, I do want to transition to you've taken the whole energy from hackathons and doing them for the virtual space and all of these other things. And you've, you've shifted uh, to actually create a, a community um, into an area that you feel has, has a deep need and a purpose um, that actually can turn virtuality from entertainment to actual helping make the world a better place. I'd love to learn a little bit about what that community is, what they're doing and, and your plans for it. 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've been, I've been doing community stuff since the early uh, Linux days. Um, you know, when, when we had to put a community together because uh, uh, Linux was getting broken faster than it was getting built. Um, and, um, and, and, and did a bunch of di di different things all towards this, this maker idea, you know, that if you get people together and they're, they're working on a tangible problem, they, they learn and, um, and improve themselves. And that's, you know, I, I, I think when, when people get uh, recognition for improving themselves, it, it, it puts them on a, on, a, on a wonderful path, you know, whether it's uh, they get a job because they, they did it, um, uh, they get more money, they get recognized by their peers. Um, the, 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 this is, is, is really, uh, really what, what's, what's so wonderful uh, about it. Um, and the, the, the Media Lab hackathons were, uh, were a lot of fun. We, um, and, and I think that uh, starting off on that premise before I jump into uh, MedVR mm -hmm. um, is, uh, is, is important. Um, we got started um, uh, with this because I came back from uh, Google I/O in 2015 with a um, uh, with a cardboard, uh, and I was playing around with it. And you know the uh, uh, you know it, it's it's fine to learn by yourself, but you always learn better with 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 your friends. So I I I, I talked to Google and and they gave me their um, uh, their Cambridge Massachusetts lab once. Uh, one whole Saturday, uh, and I invited all, all, all my friends, and, and about 110 showed up, uh, designers, developers interested in this. I had bought a uh, 60, 70 cardboards. Uh, Dustin Wish came out from Samsung with a couple of flight cases of uh, Gear VRs, and we spent the day, day, day building stuff and experimenting. Um, and, I, and there I met Russ Gant, uh, who who um, who's like the Yoda of VR? Uh, Russ has been doing VR for 30, 30 years, and he's yeah. um, for maybe longer. I'm, I'm not sure how old he is. He might be. A, he might. He. I think he's like Yoda, um, yeah, for sure. and, and just uh, just an amazing guy. Um, and um, uh, you know. We all, a bunch of us went out to dinner, including him, and and we knew we knew we had something there. And Russ and I organized a, a small hackathon, um, uh, you know, like a hundred people, and um, eh, yielded I don't I don't know twelve thirteen projects, and we got our got some experience doing it. And he he was really intrigued by what what could the tech he he. He'd been with the technology so long that with its reemergence, he was really intrigued at what, what could people do with it. Um, we did another hackathon. Um, uh, Microsoft uh, took me under their wing. They were doing hackathons at the time. I learned quite a bit fr from them. Yep. Uh, but, um, you know, Russ is a, uh, Russ Gant is a career academic and, and the concept of um, infinite 
um, graduate research assistants uh, <laughs> just really uh, compelled him. And he kept saying, you know, we've got to scale this. We've got to scale this. We've got to scale this. And um, we, um, uh, getting space at Harvard is always really hard. Um, you know, just the way, the way the university is, it's, um, you have to plan like a year in advance. Um, so we, we went over to the MIT Media Lab and very typical um, of the Media Lab at, at, at the time. They, they were, um, you know, they, they very responsive and in 24 hours, they decided that they would give us the Media Lab for, uh, for, for five days. Uh, uh, and wow. um, uh, and uh, we, we were in business. Um, and so, so we got started and, and you know, you know, we, we ran, you know, the first year, um, you know, we've always been the largest and, and most diverse um, ha hackathons in, in, in the world in, in, in the VR context. The, the first year we had uh, like 330 people, uh, mm -hmm. great diversity, 35% uh, women, uh, which is a really good start. Uh, people from uh, 26 different races and countries of, of origin, um, and and about 60 projects, um, and and we kept growing. We did did USC together, and and, and uh, the the um, the biggest hackathon ever that you that that you um, were were a critical contributor to, um, uh, uh, which was really wonderful. Um, uh, was uh, reality vir virtually where we had 460 participants. So we had really grown. We were more diverse, more women, more non-binary uh, people representing more races and countries of, of origin. But what had changed was um, everybody was just interested uh, like Russ uh, and like me and like uh, Microsoft and like all all companies in seeing what you know uh, what teams of smart people could do with this tech technology, what what new could they do, and and they really didn't care uh, a, a, about uh, relevance, uh, whether it it mm. it ever would fit in in in, um, in into a, a useful context. Um, yeah. But that that started to change, and um, so you know I always get inspiration in L.A. Um, and I you know I, I'd been looking for other areas um, uh, where we could expand that that were would would lead to that to greater relevance um, of the prototypes that that we we were built building, um, and. You know what we found over and over again was that the where relevance was lacking in the projects, it was because there was someone without experience. There was no one. You you don't have to have six people with experience in a specific field, uh, but you need one person with domain experience uh, to, um, uh, to 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 build a, a good prototype. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you don't, you can have, you know, we, we had a number of projects where, um, you know, we had six really smart people, it was beautifully executed, and we, we would have one, one judge with domain experience, and they'd say, 
great job, but no one would ever use this. Uh, so a hundred percent a hundred percent yeah so so i was seeking to, to address that and um and one of the things that that uh that that happened was um a couple of colleagues from boston children's hospital invited me to go to the um uh the 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 virtual medicine conference at cedar sinai uh, in in Los Angeles, uh, which 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 was one, wonderful, um, uh, I I stayed in an old mansion uh, at, at, uh, at a Airbnb that had somehow survived the the uh, strip mallization, uh, and I was between. Uh, a gas station and a 7-Eleven, and then there, there was this this mansion that I was st staying in, which which was which was a trip. But <laughs> uh, it was like so LA. It was like oh, I love this. Um, uh, you know, they refused to sell. A lone survivor. Yeah, yeah. There's the the guy from Up just hanging out inside there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, so so. Um, uh, you know, and it, it really, really struck me uh, because, um, you know, the, 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 the projects were amazingly relevant. And, what, and, and I think the reason for the, the high degree of relevancy was, uh, you know, healthcare and medicine is evidence-based. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, they have an evidence-based discipline that, that's really um, uh, ingrained in everybody, trained into everyone. You know, um, if you're if you're an ophthalmologist, you know you've spent um, you, you've you've gone all the way through undergraduate um, medical school. You've done a, a, a full residency, um, and then you go and spend four years uh, um, learning to be an ophthalmologist. I mean, it's discipline, discipline, discipline. Um, and the applications, I mean, the, the UX could, you know, could have used some work, but um, it, it made a lot of sense. And then um, it was not, you know, this, this platform gamble, you know, that, um, you know, what, what holds uh, XR back in entertainment and, uh, and, and gaming is um, they get compared to television sets, movie theaters, and game consoles. Mm -hmm. um, and there aren't enough headsets for them to shift their model to, to right now. Mm -hmm. um, but there's been a, um, been a lot of work uh, done. Um, uh, and and uh, Brennan Siegel, one of the, 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 the MDs who, who runs uh, the, the virtual medicine conferences, has compiled a lot of research of, of, of the research uh, that's been done that, um, uh, that, that uh, it serves as good pain management. You know, it, you, you know there's hard clinical evidence mm -hmm. that uh, post-op uh, people who use VR, uh, you take less opiates. Yeah. Uh, there, there's, there's a whole lot of distraction therapy, right? You're talking about just, you know, distraction therapy, you put on the headset. Um, maybe I'm a burn victim, 
you put on the headset and you're in snow world. And so everything looks like it's ice. So you don't feel the thing as much because you feel like you're in a different environment. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? And it's, it's, you know, I, I don't know the right, right terminology, uh, but um, uh, the um, it's, it's actually not distraction. It actually triggers um, uh, uh, brain chemistry that, um, uh, that, that manages the pain. Um, and it's, it's, it's been proven to work. Um, there's, um, uh, there, there, there are many, many examples and you don't need it, need it on, um, um, uh, on a thousand headsets. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I mean, uh, on a hundred thousand he- headsets, you know, you, um, you can make it succeed in, in much, in, in a much smaller, uh, context. Um, and especially, you know, in just in this instant case, and, uh, is, um, you know, when you look at the opiate problems that, that we have today, um, if if it not only uh, reduces pain but but reduces ongoing addiction, uh, that is a really really big 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 deal. Huge. Um, but that that's the other interesting thing. There there's so much diversity um, in um, uh, in in the applications in in in, in healthcare. Um, that uh, that you don't have to win in just one grand scale. You don't need blockbuster success. Yeah. Uh, you know there there's you know uh, there there's there's pain management. Uh, there's um, uh, dealing with with uh, autism uh, and and people on, helping people on on, on the, the, the the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, and didn't the FTC uh, or uh, or the FCC someone come out with an actual medically approved virtual reality device that was like that could replace opioids? Was that there wasn't a thing? Or yeah, the the FDA has approved one of um, uh, applied VR's applications, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is which is really wonderful, and they they they've actually jumped in. They're really trying to understand. Um, you know, they, they don't want to be, um, uh, they, 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 they don't want to be, uh, the friction, uh, behind the, um, uh, behind the growth of the, the industry. Um, so they, they've jumped in, they're, they're doing research papers. They've got career scientists, really well-qualified people that, that are working on this, um, uh, and, 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 and they're paying attention. But, you know, there, there's this whole range, I mean, um, you know, training. Um, uh, I'm on a, a panel of experts that's looking at uh, emergency medicine on Mars, um, um, uh, on, on, uh, on the mission to Mars, because um, after a while, the latency gets to be so long that you can't have somebody directing you uh, from from the ground, um, and you're you know how do you deal with emerg- um, uh, emergency emergency medicine? I mean that, um, and then there's emergency medicine on, on a um, on an oil rig, um, you know when where where no one no one can can get to. There's uh, there, there's training surgeons. There's um, uh, training you know, nurses. Uh, one thing you talked about, 
Yeah, one thing you're talking about here, and this is just a kind of kind of like in terms of encapsulating all this is one of the biggest use cases for virtual reality before it becomes mass media, because it will, it is becoming mass media and it's going out, but we need to hit that 10, 10 million headset mark and, and all of that. But what you're talking about are things that are things that are rare, things that are risky, things that are difficult, things that are dangerous, right? Those rare, risky, difficult, dangerous, all those items are things that fit very well in the area of medical, you know, and these are things that are, even if you only change the life of one person and, you know, reduce the opioids, reduce the pain, you're able to service them on a level of training or a surgery or any of those things can have a tremendous impact on someone's life and you don't need to be mass media. And it seems like that's kind of a lot of what you're talking about here is the fact that because the medical industry is such a things that happen are it's so important it's so critical to get right and then not only is it so critical to get right you, you you've got to be able to plan for all these edge cases you've got to be able to you know it's super because you're 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 doing the medical space it's really expensive and in, in any you look at the bills it's one of the the largest points of inflation over the last couple of decades has been the medical industry so you're, you're talking about you take all of these things and put them together and it seems like the sweet spot because vr is impactful but still at a non-scalable stage currently, that medical is a really good fit for actually innovation because it really matters in that area. Is that kind of what I'm, I'm getting from a lot of this? Yeah, um, you know, I, 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 I think it will, will actually uh, hopefully lower costs because um, mm -hmm. that, that's just an issue across, across the board. Um, yeah. uh, you know that that's uh, that that I think is 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 important. Um, you know, if if we're ever to get to um, a Ray Bradbury society, we uh, type society, we, we're going to have to have have to contain that. Uh, but um, yeah, I I think there there's there's so many opportunities. Um, you know, um, and and you know, doctors, you know. Um, uh, are really artists, you know. They uh, there's there's something besides the knowledge and good good doctors, and you can help bring that out, um, you know. With um, you know, and it's not only doctors who who will use it. It's just the the, the case that I'm I'm, I'm thinking of. of um, but if if you um, if you give um, um, MRI data. Um, mm -hmm. And put it into virtual reality, and you um, uh, you you do it for an orthopedic surgeon, and you do it for um, a, um, uh, a a neurosurgeon. Uh, it's it's an entirely different application, completely di di different application, di different needs uh, and 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 uh, understandings. So, um, or. Um, you know, one of the things that um, uh, that that that's essentially done uh, blind is um, uh, is is often uh, draining um, um, uh, cerebral flu fluid that that builds up, um, uh, and you know the the doctor just remembers the the X-rays and goes to it where, you know. There's all this room for for all this opportunity for 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 improving uh, the outcomes. 
um, mm. and making it easier for, 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 for people to do. Make the scary, difficult things a little bit easier, a little bit better, a little bit safer, right? And overall, can kind of, kind of help re-innovate the whole medical industry with this new technology. Um, what do you, what do you got going on? I know we were looking at before uh, doing an in-person hackathon. Now we've we've come across some issues because of 2020 and the 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 thing that shall not be named and uh <laughs> don't speak its name you'll give it power uh but you were looking to do um hackathons in the medical innovation space and things like that uh just talk to me a little bit about where you're at with that what what threshold guardians have you done battle against to try to make this happen and and where do you currently stand with it so um uh i i i, I will will mention it um, uh, we we have a wonderful, wonderful partnership uh, with Northeastern's uh, Northeastern University in Boston uh, with their, um, uh, their 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 school of design. Uh, wonderful faculty, uh, wonderful administration, very very support supportive of of the maker idea. Um, uh, um, uh, you know they they're they're very 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 in very much um, oriented towards uh, studio work um, and um, you know we they committed the the um, uh, uh, the interdisciplinary science and engineering center which um, you've been to, to, to the MIT Media Lab. That's an incredibly mm. inspiring space, and yeah. this is even more so. Wow! Uh, to, to be to be inside of it, it's just uh, amazing. Uh, just just absolutely a, a, a amazing, and it doesn't have those beige rugs that, that um, everybody's always wearing, <laughs> telling you don't mess make make a mess of the rugs. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of the, the 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 shitty things I didn't tell you about that I that that we're always worried about. But um, <laughs> so that avoided that one. So so we we yeah. had committed space for it and and we're ramping up uh, up momentum, and COVID nineteen hit, um, and uh, you know we we reconsidered things and re uh, and and said you know um you know i uh, there's lots if you go to our website uh, medvr.io um you'll see the the incredibly talented people that we have on on board so there is no shortage of scientific papers and scientific information and i read so many i just scared myself um, <laughs> it, 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 um and we we said oh well you know we'll just change the date um this will be over by June of 2021. Um, and um, that, that was premature, um, uh, need, needless to say. And we were looking at, at virtual and, mm -hmm. we, and, and we've been doing regular webinars in, in the virtual space with some of the thought leaders in, 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 in the um, in, in medical um, extended reality. Um, no marketing, um, you know, this isn't a marketing webinar where 
um, you know, somebody's, you know, uh, paid big money to, 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 to flog their, their product and tell you why it's better. It's, you know, people talking about maker experiences of, of uh, you know, people like Skip Rizzo talking uh, from USC talking about, um, you know, his first projects um, uh, and, and how he succeeded um, uh, with virtual reality. Uh, and PTSD and and and, and other areas. Um, uh, we we had um, uh, one of the leading John Hopkins um, um, uh, engineering professors with a um, uh, with a medical professor uh, who have been um, prototyping for the surgical suite for thirty years. I mean, just amazing uh, talks. Uh, 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 on it, but um, you know that's that's part of it, um, and I think it's important because it's connected us to the community. But we really want to we we want to increase the number of people in the tech community and in the healthcare community uh, that understand how to innovate with medical extended reality. Um, how to work together, um, how to engage with one another, um, you know, how, um, how doctors can, uh, can define needs, how nurses can define needs, how, um, uh, how techs, how emergency responders can, can, can define the needs, and what the, um, what the technical community needs to understand functionally about what you know the different roles are in in of, of people in, in in healthcare. Um, you know, and and also um, some of the some of the constraints involved. Um, you know, you um, you you know when you again it's evidence based, so you need to do a study. To do a study, you need to get ethical approval, so you have to document what you're going to do, who you're going to involve with. You know, if you're going to touch a patient, it's even harder uh, to to do. But you know that that's that 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 hurdle. You also have the FDA and other authorities around. You know that that we need need, need them to, to work with. And we want to get get we want to enlarge these two groups, but we also want to get them to interact with one another, not just in a five day hackathon. Uh, like, like we were doing at, at, at the Media Lab, but on a more extended basis. Um, you know, um, extended reality in any way you cut it is, is so much more complicated than mobile design. Mm -hmm. um, and if you look at how hard it was for enterprises to wrap their brains around, um, uh, around, around mobile, um, you know, they, they just couldn't, they, no. you know, they just you, couldn't get the dynamic. Well, you lose a lot of frame control, which is one of the biggest challenges is like when you, when you have a VR headset on, you can go or any type of headset, a, a headset on, you can look wherever you want to look. It's not like, I'm going to show you this screen. Now you click a button. It goes, yeah, you might show me that, but my, I might be looking at the sky or the ground or whatever, but you have, you, it has to be more of a dance. And it has to be something that is more of a, 
persuasion to get people to look in a thing or do a thing versus forcing. You can't force a perspective. You can't force a frame. A lot of the things you can't do. And so it, it is a much deeper challenge um, because there's more freedom on the, on the side of the user, which is, which is you know, a, um, a new opportunity, but a new hurdle to overcome as well. Yeah, it, it, you know the, the the whole process of, of, of innovation is 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 that that much harder because you you really need truly interdisciplinary teams to to to, to make it uh, to, to make it make it work. So, you know whether we have a have a hackathon or not doesn't matter. We're gonna we will figure out how to do the practicum mm -hmm. uh, part of it uh, so that. People come together. They engage with one another, um, and uh, and learn from one another, and 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 build highly, highly relevant prototypes. Um, Is that your holy that, grail? Is that what like you know, wave a magic wand with this med VR uh, community? Like what? Like it, what was it? Okay, it was worth it. You know the the uh, what what would make this worth it for you for for, for the the medical. Um, the med VR community. So I I, I think it's um, at it's at least a five year, if not a ten year journey mm -hmm. uh, that 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 we're we're on uh, building up a nonprofit, um, and uh, we we want to want to increase the 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 materially. We want to be able to measure. Um, an increase in, in innovation and an increase in, in knowledge. Um, and um, the, the way we're going to do that um, is first we're going to build a community which is different than, than has ever been built before. Uh, but you know we've done first like this before. Uh, so doing a first there isn't um, uh, is is hard, but but not scary. We've done not hard first, before. First. Yeah. Um, uh, the um, uh, but you can measure, you know, uh, the number of prototypes that come out uh, year to year. You can measure the numbers that continue in development. You can measure those that that uh, get incubated. Uh, you can measure. Uh, uh, th those that uh, get grant funding uh, and that get investment. Um, you know, we've had um, uh, projects spin out of the MIT Media Lab, um, including one um, acquired by PTC um, uh, that uh, their, their whole management team of their AR group are the hackathon team. Uh, which is kind of kind of kind of interesting, but but awesome. we never really had the discipline to to measure it and to mm -hmm. to it to, and to iteratively redesign our process to increase that. Uh, so that that's one um, aspect that that we want want to do. Um, I have a colleague down at the uh, School of Pharmacology at at uh, the University of Rhode Island, who for his grants. Has had to track the um, uh, the the careers of of um, his graduate and PhD students. So he's he's written um, uh, software that does that, and we're going to apply that so that you know 
from from the media lab, you know, I I know. Oh, we we put five people into Google's lab. We put uh, two people into Industrial Light and Magic. We put two people into in, into Magic Leap. We put you know so many uh, people in in so many places. Um, and you know through Facebook, I I see people saying, hey, you know, I wouldn't have gotten this job if I if I hadn't done this. Um, but but we weren't disciplined about it. But we 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 really want to be disciplined so that you know. In, in a couple of years, we can say, well, you know, uh, we, we've got this crop of, of uh, projects that are evolving. Um, and, um, you know, we've further defined roles um, in, in, in hospitals so that, uh, you know, they're, they're innovating more um, and, and building, um, you know, it's, it's true translational medicine from, you know, from, uh, from the bedside to the engineering lab, uh, back, back, back to the, to, to the, to the bedside again. Uh, and that's really the, 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 the exciting par part about it is, is, um, firing up that cycle and, 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 in, in, in improving upon, upon it, um, and I, and I think there's there, there's many ways that will lower cost in, yeah. in, in uh, and and improve healthcare, and it's a good mission. Yeah, no, it's a making making someone's life better. I mean, using the technology that we have, the new innovative technology, to actually improve people's life, whether the reduction of opioids or better trained physicians or whatever it is, helping people help people be better, is is an incredible mission to be on, and I and I love it. Uh, with that being said, we're, we're running close to uh, out of time here. So what I'd love to say, is there anything else that you would like to mention or say or how people can find or get a hold of you um, as we as we wrap up this podcast? Because I'd love for people to know how they can actually find um, this community of people that you're creating and and what you got going on. So yeah, um, so there, there's there's a couple of things I, I, I'll say, but first I want to finish finish one one, sure, one sure, please. point point on, on this, and we we also have to focus on diversity. Um, you know, diversity is something that 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 you just have to change your rules. Um, you know, if 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 you do things the same way as you did it before, um, you know. Uh, you know, if if I if if I'm a prisoner of my own experience, I'm just going to wind up with a bunch of old white guys, and and I don't think we're going to yield the most innovative technology projects uh, possible. Yeah. So, driving that, and that's hard in healthcare. Uh, that that's hard in healthcare. Uh, but you know, we're going to beat whatever norm it is because. Uh, we we beat all those norms at, at the media lab, and and we'll we'll beat it here. It's it's the right thing, um, and it's part of the, the 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 Ray Bradbury future that's getting written for for us. Uh, so so yeah. yeah 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 yeah. You so, get that innovation, hundred percent. Yeah, and I totally agree with you. Diversity and innovation, um, both on the level of expertise and just cultural, uh, you know, um, gender backgrounds, all of that stuff, you bring all that together and it's just, you need a mix up, you need, you need all the different flavors in the pot to, to give it that depth and breadth. So, um, totally yeah, agree. Yeah. yeah. So, so we, we are in, uh, incredibly committed to this. Um, and it's, you know, along with, uh, you know, we, it's hard, but we can do hard. 
you know, we've done hard before. Uh, we're not daunted by it. And, you know, uh, with, with a really positive mission, like, like making uh, healthcare better, uh, make, improving life for patients, uh, producing uh, better healthcare, um, it fits with it. Uh, we're, we're mission driven, not profit driven, which is uh, in, in, an important, important part. How to get a hold of us? Uh, medvr.io, M-E-D-V-R.io. Uh, uh, -E um, and everybody, a lot of techies will say, well, why not XR? And I, I own that domain at first. And um, uh, uh, Dr. Posner, who runs the simulation lab at um, at Boston Brigham and Women's um, said, oh, that'll never work. All, all the clinicians and nurses will think it's, it's an x-ray con uh, uh, conference. <laughs> so, so before you know jump your, out know your space. Say, say, say it should be XR, I agree with you, but uh, it, 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 from a communication strategy, it, it makes, makes sense. Medvr.io, yeah, uh, you can sign up there. Mm -hmm. uh, we have um, uh, a, a Twitter um, handle. Uh, it's uh, MedVR Hack, uh, where you'll find us. We're we're on Facebook uh, as well. Um, uh, 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 MedVR Hack again, um, and then uh, we also have a uh, LinkedIn group uh, that's uh, that that's uh, that that's that, that's growing. Um, and there's a lot of act activity on on, uh, on that as well. And then you can you, you can join uh, the webinars that, that we run. Um, we only run one one webinar at a time because the virtual space does not lend itself to 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 um, engaging people for eight hours at a time like you would in in, in an in-person conference. Um, people are happy. Happy with an hour, or hour and fifteen minutes. Uh, if you give them five hours, they're 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 not going to attend. So you can sign up there. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a mailing list there there as well, um, and you can also reach me, Stephen, uh, with a V at medvr.io. Love it, medvr.io. Yeah. Love it, Stephen. Well, hey man, this is this has been wonderful. I appreciate your time. I love the mission you're on. Um, I look forward to joining you at the next hackathon, whether virtual or in person. Um, I'll, I'll bring an extra pair of pants and some thermals <laughs> if I'm going out to Boston again to uh, learn from the last last situation uh, going through it, man. But I appreciate your time, brother. This has been awesome. And I, I wish you the best on your on your med VR or XR journey, my friend. Yeah, likewise. I, I wish you all luck. Um, and, um, you know, uh, Pandemic be damned, you know, we can we can have have great lives, productive lives, um, uh, really wonderful lives with, um, you know, all, all, all the people we know and interesting and exciting things to do. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, just adjusting to the new times, my friend. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Take care now. Take care. Right. Ciao. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Heroes of Reality podcast. Check out heroesofreality.com for more episodes. While you're there, you can also take the Heroes Quiz to find out what kind of hero you are. Or, if you have a great story and want to be on the podcast, tell us why your hero's journey will inspire others. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side.